Live another day. Mirrors can't talk. Luckily for you, they can't laugh either. A lot of story there, a lot of lore. Uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 12, the show that's embracing the shadows tonight. Each episode, we'll check in, have some laughs, and talk about the lore of Warcraft 1 or two ep- two topics. Two episodes at a time, you know, two topics. It's, it's fine. It's fine. My name is Allie, the one who can't talk and also is going full Shadow Priest tonight. And I'm joined by the warrior who's going to get cozy with the void. It's Jin. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Are you ready to get cozy with the void? Well, I, I was sitting by the fire a little bit ago as one of my uh, photo op opportunities. I didn't ultimately go with that. Oh, that would have been was, awesome. It was very nice. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> I'm ready to get cozy. That's me. <laughs> the, cl- the classy, you know, glass with the, the rum and the... Yeah, oh man, yeah. I feel like that needs to happen sometime. Well, I can send you an extra one. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> I took a photo. It's not the one I sent you. So yeah, I'm totally right. ready to get cozy. <laughs> well, in getting cozy, what have you been up to? Uh, I was about to take a sip, but I'll put that down. <laughs> you can you can take your sip. We can we can I wait. Will. No, I'm good. I'm good. I've been <laughs> sipping the whole time because the stuff that you're making me drink is. I'm so happy you like it's, it. It's, mm, mm. All right, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, this week, uh, well, this week, I t- talked about it a little bit, um, you know, last night on Morley Gray. It's my wife's birthday this week. Yay! Happy birthday, Mrs. Jen! Yeah, so by the time y'all hear this, she'll be she'll be a little older. But, I mean, t- technically. <laughs> Whatever. So yeah, I'm just having fun with that, getting ready for that. So I will miss Raid this week because I only raid one night a week on a Thursday and her birthday's on a Thursday. So yeah, wife's birthday is more important. Yeah, way more important. Way yep. more important. <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah, let's just say Wrath of the Lich King back in those time frames. Uh, hey, don't do that, folks. Uh, don't don't neglect family life for a game. Uh, learn from my mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, maybe we'll tell you that later, but uh, learn from my mistakes. You know, hey, the game will be waiting for you. Expansions last two years. It's fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I mean, other than that, I've just been hanging out, trying to gear up a little bit, but I am apparently in the same boat as very, as a lot of dual wielders. That's where we are, because... Weapons, they are few They're and an far issue, between. Man, eh? They're very yeah. difficult. I and I don't know. Like in the in the game, it's kind of fun that it I got so excited for a world quest that offered a 184 <laughs> weapon. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Cause I went and got it. Yeah. I was and I was yeah. like, I finally replaced like I was like a 174 blue that I've been raiding with this Ooh. entire time. Ooh, that hurts. So, yeah. yeah, weapons are very hard to find, everybody. So that is what I've been dealing with. I finally got one. So I really probably should get into the whole PvP thing because, you know, you can get eye level 200 weapons for. Yeah. I'm not going to say like no effort. You do got to build up a lot of conquest, but 
It's better than my 187 LFR weapon that I got for completing the storyline. True. True. Yeah. And that's the sad thing, too. I completed the Necrolord storyline, and they're like, here's one weapon for your warrior. You don't need a second one. I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll be all right. <laughs> I'm going to be okay. Yeah. And then I think those weapon little globules or whatever that you pick, get off off the boss, those only drop off of two bosses out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. And if you... You can not you can get them in the vault. Yeah, I, that hasn't happened. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. No, it hasn't happened. Uh, but the sad thing is, is um, so our raid team, we blew through normal. I'm not going to say yeah. blew through, but we went through pretty quickly on normal. Yeah. And if you use the, the sludge fist or the sludge head, whatever his freaking name is, Skip. Yeah. You pass one of the bosses that dropped the weapons. <laughs> so yeah. Sad. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I only had one chance. And of course, I didn't get it. Of course. So. That's me. I'm sad about weapons, but it's it's fine. It's fine, everybody. It's fine. <laughs> I, I'm actually having a lot of fun, even with... Because, honestly, it gives me a reason to at least log in and check the world quest, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, yes. Because I got yes. something. Very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of like this point in the, in the expansion where you're scraping by trying to get every little last piece of gear uh, that you can. Because, I don't know. Gives you a reason to play more than just the yeah. one night a week when you log into raid. Yeah. 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 Well, that's pretty much all I've been up to is uh, doing birthday stuff and trying to find a weapon. <laughs> so, Allie, what have you been up to? Not as much as I would have liked. So I upgraded my Queen's Conservatory, the, the Night Fae garden thing, to the second rank, which is how I get my frog soul bind. Soul shape. And I have, I have, so I know it's a soul, soul shape, soul shape. I thought it was, but uh, so I was gonna say, different. I was gonna say, do I really need to get my hunter like more renowned and stuff? Because is there is there a frog soul bind? That would be amazing. Is maybe a, I'm just maybe I said soul bind because that's what I want. Oh, because yeah. that would be awesome. If you could do a soul bind with a frog, bring it on Blizzard. I want that. Right. <laughs> my, no, my my soul shape. Um, for my my gulper, it's technically a gulper soul shape. Ow. But it comes from the Queen's Conservatory, at least rank two. And it's, I, I haven't gotten it yet, but I'm, I'm very, very eagerly away. Every time one of my pods are ready to like be burst, I'm just like sitting there waiting for it. Like a little kid, like waiting to open Christmas presents. I'm like, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? So come on, frog. <laughs> right. I'm in the middle. So I got this legendary one and I have some quests for it. I don't think it's going to be the frog though, but I, I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm going to finish it up tonight after the show and we'll see. Here's but, open. Yeah. Um, my raid. We are on, we're doing heroic. We're four of 10 on heroic. I think we are too. I think three, four, something like that. We are a two nights a week though. So that really helps. But we also, we, you know, we have some that are still, you know, catching up with gear and stuff a bit because that's the thing with loot, this expansion, they kind of went from way too much loot in BFA to not enough loot in Shadowlands. Like where's like the happy medium? We, we need the happy medium. <laughs> yeah, I figured it out. I, I, I was thinking about it. We are 4.9 out of, out of 10. Who, who did you almost get down? We were, ah, so close to killing the the, the broker dude. The XY yep. dude. Man. Artificer yeah. person. Very close. Yep. Very close. We almost had him. We've not done that one. Inerva was the last. No, I think we are 3 of 10. We were really close on Inerva, but... 
that whew, that who that one's a bit rough. <laughs> I just want to get the boogie down. It's a, it's, yeah, it's oh man, down. that's what I want. I love the council fight. That's the um, best. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, especially because I, I like to do my Murloc wand from the anniversary events. So I'm a Murloc because <laughs> for those who haven't done the fight yet, there's a part during the fight where you have to take your places and you actually do a little dance. All, like you and your raid team and some like NPCs like treasures and whatnot. But like they tell you to like, you know, sashay left and boogie right. And you like, so you have to actually move to the square right or left, you know, whatever direction they tell you to go. And you get like a haste buff and stuff. Boogie down. But it's just a fun, creative little thing. But while you're doing it, your character's dancing. Yep. So if you happen to have the Murloc wand, you turn into a Murloc and then you dance. <laughs> And it makes me so happy. The fight could be going horribly and half the people dead. And I have very little mana left. And I don't care because I am a happy Murloc. But it's dancing and <laughs> it's dancing glorious. Dancing Murloc. That does sound beautiful. It's it's amazing. It makes me so happy. Anyways. Um, yes, yeah, still enjoying Raid, obviously. I am starting to kind of get to that point where there's still a ton of stuff I want to do in my main. And different like rares to farm for mounts and different little puzzles to solve and whatnot. But I'm sitting at a pretty good place for her. I still need to keep up with Torgas and whatnot and get my soul ash so I can upgrade my legendaries. I'm like starting to be like, hmm, maybe I can level my ults now. And so I'm kind of getting to that point. My DK is going through Threads of Fate and she's 57, I think. My Paladin is 59. Nice. Yeah. You've, you've done a lot with your ults. I'm actually really surprised. Yeah, my hunter is 60 and he's just waiting to do some renown. You know? And are you doing threads of fate or are you doing questing? Um I'm doing threads of fate on my paladin. I'm doing I did the regular questing on my hunter because I didn't want to miss the play. Right. Yeah. The play's so great. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was so worth which, it. Well, so worth it, so worth it. Which do you feel is better? Threads of fate or questing? It depends on what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Now, and I will, I will explain. Um, I personally think questing is a more enjoyable experience. Agreed. If you just want to zone out and watch Netflix on your second monitor, Threads of Fate, uh, it's beautiful. That is because, true. Because I'm just running around doing bonus objectives, smacking things. Like, I'm not paying attention yeah. to anything. I'm just like, okay, does this give me gear? Okay, let's go do that. And then just punch yeah. things until yeah. it says, you're done. <laughs> And if you can line it up, like there's some bonus objectives that are actually also lining up with like a side quest because the bonus objectives become you know world quests, but then side quests kind of open up those world quests. So you can kind of get two birds with one stone once in a while. And that kind of speeds it up a little bit, which is really nice. Yeah, I just smack things. I just, <laughs> I just, and then it says, OK, you're done in this zone. Go get your renown and go to another zone. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah. solid. bit fun. Um, yeah, I think I'm like, that's a good way to look at like it. Real close. I'm real close to being for renown with the Kyrian. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. Cause good job. Well, cause I'm 59. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I did three zones already. Yep. 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 Just running nice. around smacking things. That's a beautiful. Just running around so smacking yeah. things. <laughs> that's probably what my demon hunter is going to do too. Cause. Bird's fate. Yeah. yeah. I can't, I can't imagine there's anything special that I need to do with, uh, the bad, that, the bad, the venthyr. That's because <laughs> the, the, the hunter's going there with the knife. Hey, paladin's over there with the with the burr, 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 the Kyrian. and then the demon hunter's going with the 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 venthyr. And I don't think there's right. anything special with the venthyr. I'm just 
go collect necklaces and move on. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm very happy that that's the last renowned storyline, the two that I'm going to do, because we'll talk about this later, but I'll just say it. The Necrolord and the Venthyr, it's the same ending, so. <laughs> that's I heard that. I've not looked into it yet, but I've heard that they're fairly similar. Yeah. Same ending. Yeah. They, they end on the same quest. So. Oh. So I'm glad it's the last one that I'm doing. <laughs> Whereas Arden Will just ends in emotions. We'll talk about that later at some other point. Maybe next week. Maybe, maybe another week. But it'll be a week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, my dear friend, what are we drinking? Do you want to tell the lovely people what we're drinking? We're drinking podcast juice. <laughs> yes, we are. That is what we're drinking. Okay, if you would like to pick up some podcasting juice and start up your own podcast and, <laughs> you know, tell the world about what you've been thinking, because whenever you drink this, you're very interesting. I'm just going to let you know. It is. The- <laughs> <laughs> it's not Dos Equis. No, no, no. It is Captain Morgan's <laughs> private stock. <laughs> because when the most interesting man in the world is not drinking Dos Equis, because he doesn't always drink beer. He's drinking Captain Morgan's private stock. Boy, oh boy, is this stuff delicious. <laughs> it really is. I'm so, I'm, I thought you would like it, but I didn't think you would love it. So I'm, I am thrilled that you like it as much as you do. Well, I think the reason I am thrilled is you, many times in the past, I've heard you, oh, this is, you say, like, you don't even need to mix it with anything. If I had put Coke, if I had put Coke or anything in this, I would have been like, this stuff sucks. <laughs> Because it would have been too sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So, just so you know, dear listener, drink it neat. <laughs> That's how you're supposed to drink it. So. No no ice, no water, no soda, no mixes. Just, yeah, just you sip on it. You just, you just sip on it. Yep. And I didn't even know what that meant until about probably two or three years ago when someone was like, I want to blah, 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 neat. And I was like, what does that mean? And they're like, just pour it in glass and that's it. You're done. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's what that means. So, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, It definitely is uh, dangerous, though. And the reason it's dangerous is because it is so delicious. It is so delicious. So if you've ever seen the scene where Captain Morgan, not Captain Morgan, Captain Jack Sparrow (laughs) said, why is the rum always gone? Because he had the private stock and it's freaking delicious. That's why it's gone. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's a... It has been a while since I've podcasted with this, and I have missed it, and I am excited. And uh, well, that means it's going to be a good episode, yeah. everybody. It's going to be great. Oh yes, oh yes, it is. <laughs> Let's. Uh, I think we should get into it. This is going to be a, a meaty one. Oh, meaty. Yes. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you What you talking about? So not only do I get to podcast with my friend. Not only am I drinking my amazing podcasting juice, which I'm thrilled about, we're going to be talking about something I've wanted to dive into for quite some time now. Just really, really dig into it. The Ilganoth Whispers. That's right. I sometimes call Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes call them the Blizzard's awkward love letter to lore fans because they make us speculate and solve and pontificate and then leave us wanting more. That's what she said. <laughs> Yes, that is true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, some of them we're just now starting to get answers to or even just remotely starting to guess. Because not only did we get Elgi in Legion, but we also got him in or it, I guess. 
in BFA. So we got a new set of whispers. It's great. Lots of eyeballs. Yeah. Well, yeah, that too. You can poke them. <laughs> in the, in the, what was it? Crucible of Storms. In that one, like with all the eyeballs and stuff, if you're by them with your ambiance up, you hear them squish. <laughs> squish. <laughs> squish. 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 Squish your head. <laughs> Anyways. Um, the fact that we don't know the answers to some of these whispers is kind of it, it, Blizzard's kind of playing a little bit of 5D just of their own and really show they plan like expansions in advance with some of these. It's it's awesome. So most who listen to the show probably already know who Ilganoth is. But as a quick refresher and for those who may not know, we're going to look at the adventure guide from the Emerald Nightmare Raid. because That's what I do when I do podcasting. <laughs> I'm excited. The lore of Warcraft. <laughs> Lodged in the hollows of a now decrepit world tree, Ilganoth is a manifestation of the horrors that lie at the heart of the nightmare. It is a mass of corruption, a thing that should not be. Its tendrils seep through the ground, emerging ca- in countless horrifying eye stalks and limbs. Ew. Yes. <laughs> now, a little more ew, even. I didn't actually realize this until recently. And this was a line I had forgotten. But for my fellow Shadow Priest who had Zalatath, according to Zalatath, Ilganoth is a tiny growth of the behemoth that may yet consume our world. We stab its eyeball and th- then its heart <laughs> and we kill it and then retreats to Nylotha. It basically fuses with the city's architecture and works on spreading across the whole Black Empire. It's power and corrupting flesh growing like a tumor. So we take it out again. But basically, in both raid fights, is just we get these fantastic cryptic old god whispers from Elganoth, which is what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, so, so I'm excited. No, no spoilers. Yeah. No spoilers. This is speculation. I mean, it's speculation. So yeah, it's not really spoilers per se. Um, and just to actually clarify that Zalatath line, because I didn't add it in, Zalatath is saying that Elganoth is a growth on Nazoth. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they kind of yeah. all are. Like if you think about yeah. like the. Like the the Akir, the, yep. they're, they're just like drippings, if you want to yep. get gross. That's basically what the Akir are, uh, as well as the faceless ones, the the in. Yeah. Is that the Inraki? Yeah. The in, yes. In the I believe so. Inraki. Yes. <laughs> I think that's how I said that. Inraki. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Well, there's a lot of whispers, and I'm really excited to, to talk about this. So I think you should play the first one. Oh, okay. Number one. Here we go. Flash is his gift. He is your true creator. I love the whisper so much. <laughs> Spooky. It, it, oh, it's so well done. So I, I for the longest time, did not understand this one. But uh, one of the theories out there is that it's a reference to the curse of flesh, which came from the old gods because they, you know, corrupted the machine and everything and the forge. But... Maybe instead of it being all from them, this also suggests that Nazoth specifically is the one who did it because the curse of flesh is why we have so many races that the Titans never intended on. So could that mean that they're saying that Nazoth is our true creator? No, Yogg-Saron is. So Mr. Chronological what? Order himself, I covered this <laughs> long time ago. It was specifically, just so you know, if this is the curse of flesh that we're going to get into, it was Yogg-Saron. Uh, working his manipulations on freaking um, uh, Loken 
And, right. And, you know, it was Yang Sarong that actually messed with the um, the Forge of Wills. Right? right. And that was where the Curse of Flesh originated from. Right. And it was actually, basically, they printed out some messed up um, earthen or basically whatever from the, they're the ones that were corrupted with the Curse of Flesh. They weren't actually fleshy yet, but they had it in them. And then it started spreading because, well, uh, we, we now know how things spread. Just, you know, we're living in 2021 now. Right. So we understand <laughs> things spread. Let's, there you go. You understand. Um, so I think, honestly, I absolutely, I definitely think Flesh is his gift. Uh, he is your true creator. I think this is definitely a reference to Yog saron not the Zoth, uh, but definitely old God, you know, Juju's. Obviously, yes. Yeah. I know, so I know, because I know, I know the whole story with Yogg and everything, and that's the theory I've gone with for a long time. And maybe I should have actually looked this reference up. There was a theory, a new theory out there that it was actually, this, like, Yogg did his thing with Loken, and then Nazoth corrupted the Forge? Okay. I didn't really dig into that. I, I didn't dig into that theory too much to really see if it's based on facts or speculation. But well, as we found out from, I believe it was 2019 BlizzCon, that the the freaking uh, Warcraft Chronicle is a little bit, just a tiny bit of... True. As they uh, say. Um, unreliable narrator. There, that's the word I was thinking for. Thank you. Uh, unreliable narrator <laughs> because it is from the Titan's perspective. Now, Chronicle 1, 2, and 3 has a Titan perspective, especially 1. 1 is very yes. the one where it's like Titan very perspective. Very much so. And... Yeah, they admitted it on stage. Steve Denuser was like, Titan perspective. And Pyromancer was in the in the audience going, Titans! <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I heard him. <laughs> nice. And it was <laughs> true. And it was very funny <laughs> that uh, they basically did it. So there is a chance that, hey, maybe, maybe there is a little bit of squishy, wiggly, wobbly room for, yeah, maybe it was Yag Saran that ultimately was the henchman doing it, but maybe Nazoth was the grand narrator, the designer, you know, he's the the kingpin, if you will. Could be. Well, God seems squishy anyways. It could work. Yeah, I, I, when I said that, I was like, yep, yeah, it's squishy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything else that it would be other than a reference to Yeah, Curse of Flesh. I think it was kind of a softball. Yeah. A squishy ball. We'll start with a squishy ball. It's fine. <laughs> We should probably play the next line now. Okay. Uh, this one, this one, I like this one because this one was given to us in a raid. To yeah. find him, drown yourself in the circle of stars. Yeah. 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 So this was given to us in a raid. Um, so him is, is Nazoth. Now, something I learned is that the Kaldori is the Darnassian word for the night elf, and that means children of stars. Mm-hmm. And the circle of stars is a reference to Naga and Najatar, since Queen Ashara is in League with Mazoth, and Sermar is referenced a lot with his whisper. But we also know that circle of stars is the location of the ritual, because I can type. The ritual? ritual. The <laughs> ritual. <laughs> to shatter Nazoth's chains from deep within Ashara's eternal palace. The drowning could be what happened when the Horde and Alliance fleets got sent to Najatar, kind of got trapped down there and stuff. Yeah. And that's that, that's pretty much that that is that we we have learned that that's pretty much the, the main definition here. Yeah. 
<laughs> I just, but I, I gotta just say, I absolutely loved that Queen Ashara was taunting us. Find me in the circle of stars. Yeah, this is why I can't wait for more Ashara. I'm so glad she's right? still alive. Oh, Very happy. Sassy. She's, she's <laughs> up to something. Really want to know more. Um, now this one, it's a bit of a stretch, but it, there could potentially be another meaning with the circle of stars. Um, potentially above the maelstrom, which we'll, we'll get to in a little bit, which was, I don't, it's a different whisper and I don't know how much I believe it, but it was really intriguing. So we'll, we'll dive into that one in a bit though. Just put a pin on this one. Ooh, pins. So like we pins. can move on and then just, just remember the circle of stars and yeah. Boop. Pin. All right. You want number three? (laughs) Yes. Number three it is. Here we go. The king of diamonds has been made upon. Such delicious irony. The diamond king has been made upon. Oh, snap. I feel like this one's pretty obvious. Matt Magny. Yeah. Yeah. I think all of us were like, we know who that is. And yeah. I agree. I just like the fact that it's cards and chess. Like in the same yeah. reference. And he's got playing playing cards and then now it's a pawn. There's no pawns and playing cards. Mixing your metaphors there, Ogonath. What are you doing? <laughs> well, I mean, it's an old god, you know, minion, so <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen the, the show uh Frisky Dingo, but it's a it's basically Oh the gosh, sh- I haven't thought of that in forever. <laughs> I was gonna say it's been a long time. It was the show before Archer by the same creators. And right. <laughs> I've seen bits of it here and there. Right? There was the nerds when they <laughs> There was a joke where there was like, oh, and there was like, oop, genre mixing. Boop, boop. <laughs> very funny. I take my word for it. It's very funny. <laughs> uh, Frisky Dick. I don't know. I don't like, I don't know who else this could be besides Magni. Honestly, the king of diamonds and he was a king. Like, I right. Think, I think he's like kind of is like, hey, dummy, king of diamonds made a pawn. You're doing some stuff that you probably shouldn't. But hey, that's right. what the heroes of Azeroth do. So I'm going to I'm going to speculate a bit here because because of reasons. So he's a speaker of Azeroth. Mm-hmm. So is Ogana saying that he's a pawn of the old gods? Or could he be considered a pawn of Azeroth? Or a pawn because he played into Ashara's plans to free Nazoth? I don't know. I... Yes? <laughs> I don't know. Like, Magni definitely could, has been, like, helping. And he's been like, I speak for the world. Blah, 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 blah. The wounds, right? Yeah. But... Champion! Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, he seems to be doing a good job. I mean, he was there when we fought the, you know... Bought, uh, yeah, Argus the Unmaker. He was like, "Hold on, right. your butts!" And it's like, "Wow!" <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, because that's that's when we were first thought. He's like, "Oh, he's been made a pawn." I mean, it could maybe it could even be the whole like, "Yeah, he helped you kill Argus, and Argus is the one who broke the Arbiter." You know, that death is what led to that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm still thinking that's what it is. Until someone tells me otherwise, that's uh, I think it's I think it's Argus. I do have something I want to bring up that's kind of related to this and kind of not, but it's also might be slightly spoilery because it's from the cinematic when you turning your 15 uh, memories yeah. to the Rune Carver. Yeah. Do you think this is too spoiler? Like, should I skip it? 
Or yeah. should you do your muffs? I'll just do this. I don't, I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid with the effing. All you got to do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. So if you have not seen the cinematic, it won't take long. Like, give, give me just a minute, okay? Two minutes, maybe, tops. So in the cinematic, we learned that the jailer needed to extract the designs of the Helm of Domination Frostmourne in order to claim his final prize which is a secret that the first ones sought to hide. Now we've learned from the past from like the Shadowlands art book and whatnot that like the Helm Domination was supposed to be like his way to Azeroth. So he needed these items. What what are the first ones hiding and what does it have to do with Azeroth? I have no idea. The only thing I can go back to is that clearly Azeroth seems to be at the center of everything. And not just like, not just like metaphorically, because Azeroth is clearly the reality in the center of the, right. of the lore cosmology, mm-hmm. the cosmology chart. I can talk, <laughs> I swear. Rum. Uh, yeah, it's good. Rum's good. <laughs> and yes. and um, it, it seems like everyone is looking to Azeroth as the key to everything, right? Because that's like Sargeras. Tigeris wanted it. Obviously, the jailer wants it. Heck, I mean, all of the, you know, freaking forces, all the different six forces may, may actually want some Azeroth action. I don't I don't know why. Right. And so I, why. With, with this, like it kind of I started putting these two together and the thought occurred to me, what if Azeroth over the years because of old gods and sword and whatnot, what if Azeroth is corrupted now and maybe that's how Magni was a pawn of Azeroth because Azeroth is corrupted and whispering things to Magni hey it's it's their video games I would believe it (laughs) it does I mean I think it's a bit of a stretch but I don't know it was it was a fun fun like thing to kind of process through I don't know I might be having a bad day if I had a sword sticking out of me that long so right I might be a little corrupted so yeah (laughs) <laughs> All the old gods attached to you. Yeah. <laughs> One ripped out of you, making you have this like huge bleeding wound. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what Azeroth sounded like. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yep. <laughs> so it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Anyone number All four right. now? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna press number four now. The boy king serves at the master's table. Three lies will he offer you. Oh boy. So there's a couple of different theories on this one. The boy king is either Anduin or Rathion. I, I think it's Anduin. Because Anduin's used Shadow before. And we saw what happened towards the end of Shadow's Rising, which is like the little void tendril like sneaking out of his sleeve or whatever. And it kind of hints to his shadowy side. I kind of go with that theory. Plus, Gul'dan called Anduin the boy king during his fight in Nighthold. Lorthramar called Anduin boy king during a snare with Illyria. Um, that's what I tend to go for. But Rathion is the Black Prince. And at one point, people wondered if he was knowingly or unknowingly a servant in Azoth. But considering what we saw at the end of BFA, I kind of doubt he was at least knowingly a servant in Azoth. But he's always a little mysterious and, and whatnot. Um, what, do you, what do you think about this? Knowing what we know now, and especially considering what we covered in episode 9 and 11, I'm going with Anduin. And I feel like it's going to happen is Sylvanas will either win the debate club or or she will force it upon him. 
and he will now serve at the master, aka the jailer's table. And then he's probably going to come back and he's probably going to be like, no, guys, I totally escaped. I swear. That's one lie. Hey, guys, <laughs> we should totally do this. I think you guys are awesome. That's two. Yeah, that's two lies. And then he's like, I'm seriously, I'm on your side now. That's three lies. Right. Something like that. You know, I honestly think that, yeah, you can imagine that there are some lies coming up that, you know, Anduin may break free from Torghast, but he is now wielding Shalamorn and he mm -hmm. is Lich King 3.0. <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel like that. This is where this whisper is kind of leading us to. It's and could I be wrong? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing with all these whispers. We could be wrong about everything. It's great. My, so I, I agree with you, and I do think we're leading up to this. My hesitation is this whole phrase of master's table, because in other whispers and other things Ilganoth has said, he's clearly referring to Nazoth and, and the old gods or void lords or whoever as the master. Would would, would Ilganoth be calling Jailer the master? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say yes, because there's one that we're going to talk about. Let's see if I can find it before we move on. Blah, 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 blah. I didn't see If it, not, we can put a pin on it. Nah. I'm just going to say, there's another master that it is referred to, and we're totally going to talk about that in some number later. <laughs> <laughs> I scrolled through very quickly, and I didn't find it. That's oh, it. yeah, yeah. Are you talking about the six seats? There six it masters. is. There, it's the yeah. one. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's a possibility. I do, I do think either way that it is going to be Anduin. Mm, yes. And he, he definitely is going to be telling us some lies here pretty soon, I would imagine. Yeah, con considering the place in which he is currently sitting, standing, you know, where he's located at the moment, I very <laughs> much think that he is about to turn, not of his free will, I actually think it is, I, I don't think he's going to give in. I, I think the jailer is going to force it. And he's... He's going to be all, you know, Team Jailer saying, the Jailer's awesome, guys. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. So I've been watching the middle, and that totally reminded me of Brick, where he's going to be like, guys, we need to go do this. This is the utmost important. We absolutely should. I'm lying. <laughs> The Anduin needs to be brick where he every single time he tells a lie, he just goes, I'm lying. <laughs> just tell. Just tell. That's his tell. It's a very <laughs> obvious tell. It's a very obvious tell. Go play go play poker with him. He'll be good times. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we do number five? Oh yeah, number five. That's my job. Her heart is a crater, and we have filled it. I'm letting Jin talk first because he has thoughts in his head. <laughs> well, I saw your notes. <laughs> wow, that was intense. <laughs> well, I mean, her heart is a crater. We have filled it. I mean, I I honestly always kind of like thought that they were talking about like maybe Queen of Shara or something like that. Was, I don't know why. It just, But I saw that it was like Azeroth and the Well of Eternity. I was like, wow, that totally makes sense. <laughs> See, that's what I always assumed it was, was Azeroth in the Well of Eternity. Oh my gosh. And if that is, oh, that's funny. That's funny. 
If her heart is a crater and we have filled it, that might actually mean that the Well of Eternity was like old god mumbo jumbo lulu crap. <laughs> oh, the implications of that are very far in reaching. Yeah, because you know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's the Well of Eternity. Ha ha, we did that, you know? Like, that's basically, wow, that, oof, that's kind of big. <laughs> if you kind of think about it. <laughs> That's just yeah, how I was that making would, weird faces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. You're saying that like the well was, of eternity was like, that's what they wanted? <laughs> like, Jin had a very obvious light bulb moment, but it was a very dramatic one. <laughs> I'm going to have to let go and redo episode two of my show. <laughs> <laughs> we have to do, like, episode 200 is going to be like a follow-up of, all right, here's what's been retconned. <laughs> Just saying, everybody, this, I was wrong. <laughs> Jen, you ignorant slut. <laughs> hey, I was going off the book. Like, you can't blame me. Uh, no. It's unreliable narrator. Unreliable narrator. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, to me, it was always Azeroth and Well of Eternity. Um, there's a possibility of Azeroth and the Sword now. Mm -hmm. Maybe. There are some who think it could potentially be Jaina. Because the bombing of Theramore left a crater in her heart and in the land. That's dumb. I don't know about that one. Like Some that. seem to dumb. think it's Sylvanas. I don't think so. I mean, she does have a very sunny disposition. Because clearly we have filled the <laughs> void in her heart. <laughs> right. It's always sunny in Azeroth. <laughs> <laughs> good podcast. <laughs> it is. I have those It's good. And then a newer thought is potentially the heart of Azeroth because it helped the old gods and it was filled with Azerite to make it more powerful just as they wanted. Uh, yeah, I like that one too. Okay. Right? Like that. And that, that's it. Like, like, again, like this is a whisper from Legion and we just got new, you know, all the, the, the heart of Azeroth theory is still fairly new. But the more I think of that one, I'm like, yeah, maybe? okay. We don't have to redo episode two. This, this actually makes a little bit more sense to me. <laughs> I like this one. I, mean, I, like, I like it's the Heart of Azeroth. All right. Like, granted, in the end, we use the Heart of Azeroth to defeat them. But it also but was useful we? to them at one point. We defeated them? <laughs> Not really. I don't know. I'm still, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I, I don't think we've seen the end of the old gods we have thus killed so far we will see yeah i said good day. so he puts his hat back on i said good day, <laughs> I, I said good day sir <laughs> i said good day to this line we're gonna go to number six now because this all right one let's broke do it. that one broke me a little bit i'm gonna move on <laughs> from the earth he draws strength our It's, it's a little mad there. Who knows that? Yeah. Ilgi is mad. <laughs> He's like, dude, this is mine. Stay out. <laughs> okay, before I dive into my plethora of notes on this one, do you have some initial thoughts on this one? I mean, I see you actually got what my I always kind of assumed this one was talking about was, and I don't know, like when I first kind of dug into these back in Legion time frame, I mean, we were going off of what we knew at Legion, right? So yeah, yeah. We, we didn't know BFA, which I don't, I don't think it gave a ton from whispers. It just gave us more whispers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, 
Um, and then obviously Shadowlands, I think, is where some of this is actually starting to come to fruition. But I always assumed it was like, it was like pfft, that was Deathwing. That was yeah, Deathwing. I always assumed that too. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I feel like, like, are these really just like talking about old crap that happened? Or do some of these maybe have implications of future things? And I think most of them have future implications. Is why I'm like, maybe I was wrong about Deathwing. Maybe. What's so cool about these is that some of them can very clearly be, you know, from past events or events soon to come. Because as we know, like, all God see, like, all, you know, past and you know, whatnot. And this, it, it could be future stuff. Like, this is definitely one of those that could be either or, right? Like, yeah. Now like, you got me questioning yeah. the stuff. What's going on? <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. I see why you wanted to, to do in. this episode. This is a fun one. <laughs> So, I've, oh my god, I've wanted to do this for so long. So it's not all gods, because an old god servant is saying this whisper and doesn't say this person is an enemy, and they're, they're kind of mad about it. So that's safe to knock out, right? Even though one of the theories is that Nisoth is gaining strength from the Titan heart of Azeroth, which doesn't make sense because Ilgi kind of, you know, sees Nisoth as a master. So I don't think he'd be complaining about Nisoth drawing strength from our earth and our strength when they're kind of a thing. Hmm. <laughs> this is the, this is a tough, this is a toughie. <laughs> right. So, and this is the one that still trips people up, which is great. Um, one of the theories out there is Thrall. Yeah. Possibility. Mm -hmm. I don't know why Elgi would be so mad about it, but sure. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. Another one is Magni. Eh, sure. Kind of a stretch that. on that one, but maybe. Now, here's a new one. <laughs> Remember that pin about the circle of stars? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to, let's get that pin back up there. So, this is I, uh, one of my new YouTube people I enjoy watching videos of is Akalon. Yep. I've seen some of them. I think I'm saying that right. Yep. He, some of his videos are just fantastic. So, I was watching one of his on this very whisper. And he shared a theory that a couple of his uh, listeners shared, and it like kind of blew my mind. So the Maelstrom we saw in Cataclysm and everything. Jin's sitting down for this one. It's really good. <laughs> the Maelstrom, you know, we've known, has a lot of power. And it's a rift that lets us enter into the elemental plane of Deepon. Now, is there's this theory that that orangey beam that's kind of flowing up out of the Maelstrom is the life of lifeblood of Azeroth. And as you look up, it kind of gets a little more yellowy. Like in the base, it's kind of a little more orangey. As you look up, it kind of, you know, gets a little more yellowy. And that orange and yellowiness kind of matches the color of Azerite. Especially when we look at like the puddles of Azerite, there's a little more orange to them and everything, right? Now, when we look up, now keep in mind that that, that energy or whatever that beam is, it's like slowly twirling but it's like spiraling, you know, but it's going up very clearly going up. Okay. Now, as you look up in that area as well, we see a break in the clouds and some very space, great dark beyond something kind of sky <laughs> with some very large stars and a circle. <laughs> it's a very obviously like something, right? So obviously old gods wouldn't like it since they seem to have spent all this time being the ones to corrupt Azeroth and whatever. So who is the quote unquote he? Who is like to me that beam seems like a straw. 
right? It's so almost as like if someone's like some in some other realm, and that break in the clouds is like the break, like a rift, and they're like using that as like a like a like a straw <laughs> to like suck it out, like Azeroth, right? It's like a crazy so, straw, right? Like it's totally like crazy straws. Like if if that's the case, like who would be sucking out of that straw? <laughs> like there is one thought that it could be a void lord. Um, the one that starts with D. It's like one of the few Void Lord names we've heard. Demesis? Dem- 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 oh, I just talked about that guy. It's, you did? Yeah. Literally, last night. Like Dem- Dem- Demiscus? Or? Give me, you keep talking, I'll tell you. So. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, because keep in mind that a lot of these whispers, like I mentioned earlier, talk about a master. Void Lords are the masters of old gods. Also, could that quote-unquote straw, as I'm calling it, be a rift to another place? Not just deep home. So like at, at like the base of the straw, we get deep home, you know, maelstrom and everything, right? But like the top of the straw, like, is that to another place up there? And what if the old gods use the tool Deathwing to usher in the hour of twilight and his sacrifice was used to rip open the rift between Azeroth and whoever is on the other end of that straw? It's Dementius the All-Devouring. There we go, Dementius. Like this, this theory that people were talking about was thinking potentially Dementius was doing something with this. And if you well, don't know um, who Dementia, Dementius, that, uh, oh, the all-devouring <laughs> is, that is the void creature, not necessarily void lord, that the ethereal summoned that destroyed the planet Koresh. There you go. Right. I mean, a lot of these signs point to a cosmology war coming up, if not next expansion, then expansion after, which is what I think is going to be. Um, but that makes us a very interesting theory. And if we look up... As I always like to say, look up. When you go to the Maelstrom, you know, you look up and you see that brick in the clouds. You can see, and I even posted it on the show notes for Jen, like very obviously a whole bunch of stars. What am I staring and, at? It's a circle. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not, you're not really drowning yourself in a circle of stars if it's like up in the sky per se. But like, could that be a dumb old meaning with the circle of stars? I, I don't know. Like this one could be a stretch, but it's a very intriguing stretch. I agree. This is a very intriguing stretch. <laughs> so intriguing, right? I sat down. <laughs> he did. Like, for every episode of Live, Laugh, Lore, he has always stood. Even after, like, post-show, like, when we were chit-chatting, like, he's usually standing. He sat down for this. I feel like my job is accomplished. Yeah, see, I, Allie has officially pulled at episode nine on me now. <laughs> yeah. Feels okay. good, man. Feels good. Is this, this is fun. I like this. Yeah. No, I mean. Do you have thoughts on this? Uh, what the heck is the whisper again? Let me see this. <laughs> From the earth, he draws strength. Our strength. Or our earth, our strength. And he's mad. Crap, Very man. clearly mad. Um, I don't know. You just, yep. It could be many things. <laughs> and all I can say is that from the earth, he draws strength. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Our earth, our strength. Man, I, it's Deathwing. I'm going to go with Deathwing. <laughs> I mean, in all logicness, it probably is Deathwing, but this was a really interesting theory. I'm, and it, yeah, I'm not crapping on your theories because it's, yeah. it's, it's good. I like this. Yeah, like, it, it makes sense that the old gods would consider Azeroth as theirs because they have spent so many years in you know, eons or whatever, like mm-hmm. claiming it and corrupting it and trying to make it theirs. So mm-hmm. maybe it's a straw. <laughs> It's a crazy straw. Just so it you know, is. if you ever want to get Allie a present that's really cheap, get her crazy straw. She likes this. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm not using one tonight because I don't use that with private stock. 
But if it's rum and coke, then I would. (laughs) It would. You can't really sit. No. Yeah. That's not. This is this is my classy rum. Like I don't use a straw (laughs) with this. I'm just picturing it. It's very funny. All right, I'm gonna play the next whisper while we get the, while we okay. get the giggles out. Yeah, number seven. At the hour of her third death, she ushers in our coming. <laughs> Three deaths, huh? So for the longest time, I assumed this was Sylvanas. She has died many times. It's died. She's died, died more than three times at this point. So maybe three deaths since she became undead. Maybe. But the more I researched this whisper last night, the more. <laughs> and so, was, it, was it Sunday night? No, it was last night. Uh, My days are blurring together because I was sick last night. Um, the more I dug into this one, the more I'm not so sure anymore that it was Sylvanas. I don't think it's Sylvanas anymore. I don't either. Yeah. I think it's Alaria. Oh, well, okay. Please explain. <laughs> so Alarian's now this this again a little bit of a stretch, but Alaria once said to Tyrion that she feels as though she's already died twice: once when they were lost in Draenor, and again when they were gripped by the shadow of the when well sorry when she was gripped by the shadow of the fallen Naru, Lura, and she became the Void Elf. Like, she feels like she's already died twice because of those two events. Hmm. And it makes sense with her being her voidiness that she would could potentially be the one to usher in their coming. Yeah, because for the longest time, I actually thought this was a Shara. But I mean... Okay, I've never considered her. And the reason, like, you know, the end of... It basically, you kind of count, like, the end of the friggin', you know, uh, Eternal Palace raid. Hey, she died, but she didn't. And- right. But that one doesn't okay. make sense. I think. But no, this- I mean, it, it kind of does, though, because, I mean, not only is she up to her old thing with, you know, trying to be a queen of the old gods or whatever, but like, she kind of technically died once. Yeah, but when, you know. O- she's only died, to, I think, technically twice, if you want to get down to right. it. But then if she, I mean, she's off doing who knows what. So potentially her third technical death could be what triggers it. Yeah. Ushers, yeah. sorry, ushers. Yeah, it could, it could usher it in. Yeah, Maybe. I, th- I always thought it was Ashara. Maybe I was giving her an extra death somewhere because I figured that was like, oh, we're going to Nihilotha now. We're just talking to Ashara. But it's like, she really only died twice, if you think about it. Yeah. Right. But that's okay. It means her third death is still incoming. This was still so in play then, I guess. Potential, yeah. Unless yeah. I, uh, um, yeah. I can't so there's an, another theory that I found while researching this was... Azeroth and potentially the sundering and the shattering, you know, cataclysm um, being considered deaths. I mean, Ma- yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the negative Ghost Rider. The pattern is full on that one. <laughs> However, like everything where I say no to something, this is this is a this is just. I don't personally think that, but if this what if that's what it happens to be, I will not be shocked. Cause Right. Yeah. You, you got some some sound reasoning there. I'm not gonna say like, well oh, no, it's yeah. No. That's I kinda I like the Illyria one. That was perfect. Yeah, cool. and there's there's another couple other things with Illyria and Tarelian coming up that makes me wonder if it is actually Illyria. 
and if she's going to be playing a bigger role here soon. But I also really like your Ashara one, and I'm going to keep an eye on that one, too, because I feel like that's potential as well. Yeah, I I, I always thought it was kind of Ashara when I first heard this. I was like, Ashara. Problem. Well, and that's why I was originally with Sylvanas. I was like, obviously Sylvanas. Like, yep, I thought um, that too first. And then I started counting I think she's died too many times now. Yeah. Yeah, there was her original death by the hands of Arthas. Then there was the death by the hands of Lord Godfrey. Uh, and well, plus her death of jumping off of ice ground. Yeah, now we're up to like four or five. So we're right, like, but that's why, the, like, we're too many already. Too many, right? So I'm. That's why one of the, the thoughts was that it's maybe three deaths since she became undead. So like, knock out the banshee one. Yeah, but mm. yeah, I don't. It's I. I don't think anymore of Sylvanas. I think she's died too many times. Yeah. Technically. <laughs> How many Valkyries are we down to here? <laughs> right. I have not kept track of them, but I know we're, we're we're down quite a few now. Yeah. Ever since Shadowland happened, I was like, man, I'm still counting. <laughs> right. So I feel point? like at this point, all bets are off, right? Like, yeah, th- things yeah. are things have changed. <laughs> things have changed. The, the, the right. lore community is no longer on, you know, Valkyrie watch. This is <laughs> she got cozy with the jailer. It doesn't matter. anymore. Yeah, we're now on. What you doing, Sylvanas? What you do? Yeah. Yes, exactly that. Yeah. All right. You want to do go number eight? Because I got nothing yeah. to say. Yeah. Eight's, eight's a really quick one anyways. Yeah. Number eight. Let's go. The Zoth. I journey to Nyarlathan. Hey, we killed him. Look at that. Yeah. That one's not too cryptic, really. I only threw it in because... So that's his death line. It's death line from Legion. And again, it kind of suggests that he is a servant and is off. You know, all gods and their minions seem to go to Nihilothan when they're killed. Will we see them again? Did we actually destroy all of Nihilothan at the end of the raid? Like, what's going on with that? Like, what? I have no idea. Right? Like, I don't, I just, I personally don't think we're done with them. I agree with that. I do not think we have seen the end of Ilganoth and his ilk. Now, we may actually be done with Ilganoth. We, may be done we might be done with Ilganoth. I kind of hope not, though, because I love the whispers. But um, see, leave me wanting more. But uh, like even like Yogg through all of them, like I don't I, I don't I don't think we're done with them. <laughs> no, I'm just hearing Jim Halpert. You always get me satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> you get me. Great. <laughs> all right, move on right. to number nine. Yeah, move on. Five keys to open our way. Five torches to light our path. Oh boy. This is, to me, always felt like there was an obvious choice of the five pillars of creation. They were the keys to seal the tomb of Sargeras. Our victory there freed them, basically. And it was the Tidestone of Golgoneth that Ashar used to open the rift into Nagatar. Trapped us there. And used it as a path to the Eternal Palace. Like it's to me, it always seemed pretty obvious that it was talking about the pillars of creation. Mm, no, no. Moving on. Tell me your thoughts. <laughs> so my thoughts: five keys to open our way, five torches to light our path. I, I very much have always kind of thought that it tied into the five other forces of reality. You know. The so, cosmic forces? Right, exactly. So if they're oh. void, we got five right. to capture. Because obviously we, yeah. we already kind of went over the uh, enemy infiltration preface. That was the entire episode we did. I don't mm-hmm. know what episode that was. 
And it seems like death is all up and trying to mess with right. everybody else. And they're trying to do this kind of the same thing. So I always felt that this five keys to open our way meant that they had to basically win the war. But because mm. it's OK, this is, this is this because this one's different than a lot, a lot of the other ones. This one is right. Five keys to open our way. Five. It's not saying anyone's going to turn some keys and when we're all five of us are going to come like it's this one's a little different because it says there are five keys that we need. We're not necessarily saying we're getting them, but there are five keys and there are five torches that light our path, right? And that's this is where things always mm, got a little weird to me. Maybe the right. five keys and the five torches are a little different. Maybe there are five keys, but maybe the, the five torches are something else. And that's where I go, eh, I don't know. So yeah, my right. initial thought process was, okay, there are five keys. Maybe that those are artifacts. Maybe those are the pillars of creation. Maybe the five torches. Maybe those are the, the you know, the... Freaking the, the cosmology the, the, forces. Yeah. Yes. I'm, you give me drinking realm. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with this. Yeah. I you know, I never considered that being a thing, but I can see how that would be a thing. Yeah. I mean, the way the way yeah. that Ilganoth talks about this, you almost kind of think that these are two separate things. Because why wouldn't you just call them? Or there's a chance that hey, it's just they're talking about the same thing here. It's hey, they're keys and they're torches. They're lighting our way and they're opening the way for us. I mean. Right. Is it the same thing or are they different? I don't know. Oh, oh. So there, there's one theory out there that I, I don't agree with. I feel like it's a bit of a stretch. But there's a theory out there that the five torches include Zalatath, us raiders with the heart of Azeroth because we released Nazoth with our you know, heart of Azeroth. Plus, when you do the quest chain with Zalatath and BFA, at one point she calls the players a torch to light the way. Oh, I and do then, remember that one. Right. So like that, that may be a thing. And then another one is the Helm of Domination as a torchlight, their path to Shadowlands. I, I mean, maybe, but this one felt like a stretch to me. So I picked up on Zaltath's, you know, a torch to light the way. And I was like, right. What are you doing? You're messing with me just like Ashara was messing with me. Because, <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. It, I feel like, and this is, I... Okay, just a little <laughs> little peek behind my brain. I want to do a loose threads uh, episode, and Zaltath is one hundred percent obvious loose thread. Oh, oh my yes. god, what is she doing? Uh, what is what is what is it when I was I Zaltath? Zaltath. So I want to know what's going on. I spent on so much time with so. her in Legion. <laughs> and Zaltath was like, "I'm out of the blade. See ya." <laughs> <laughs> Yeet, as the youngins yeah. say. <laughs> yes, it took me forever to figure out what the heck does this mean. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so going back to the whisper, um, another theory going around is that later Ilgi talks about the five lanterns darkened and the flame they seek will light the master's way. And that whisper kind of hints to the five dragonflights that gave up their power to defeat Deathwing. Could they be a factor in this whisper? There are five dragonflights. There's five dragonflights. Uh, <laughs> I like that. I, like, I kind of like this one. It's an interesting. I mean, I do I think we're gonna get we're gonna get more of the dragon fights next expansion. Like, I'm pretty I'm pretty set on that. So, I mean, may, maybe I don't know, but if if that's what ended up being, I wouldn't be super surprised. I don't know. I think I think Zaltas Zaltas has something to do with what's going on here. I mean, the whole five keys over where blah 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 blah. I feel like 
Yeah, maybe maybe they're just messing with us because a torch to light the way. Like, it's like, hey, thanks, player, for being an idiot like you always are and doing our bidding. <laughs> right. Uh, you're kind of a torch, but you're not one of the five that we're talking about. Like, and I think that that actually may very well be what's happening here. But I don't know. This is this could be lots of stuff. This could be lots of stuff. Yeah. Part of my brain's going over like, is this a is it the pillars of creation? <laughs> That was my that Tied was stone a golden. I, I always assumed it was the pillars of creation. That was my like immediate like well duh you know reaction. So <laughs> I just is this just me or is Golgoneth like the worst Titan? Yeah, Golgoneth the worst Titan. Yeah, right? kind of meh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, so I I've always loved this joke. Why is a like a create a Titan wandering the, the great dark beyond looking for other Titans and they are the Titan of the Sea and skies. That's, I'm sorry. We, the oceans and the skies, like that's, that only happens when you're on a planet, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was lame. That's like Aquaman. <laughs> it's Aquaman, the Aquaman yeah. or the Titans. He's <laughs> like, summon your Kraken and then maybe we'll be impressed. But until then, we're going to make fun of you, Golgoneth. Right. <laughs> Uh, so with this whisper before we move on, there's one more theory. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel about this one. But yeah, yeah. Jin's pointing his thumb down. I have to agree. Uh, the other theory floating around <laughs> is it's the five old gods if you include Gahoon. I don't. I'd rather include Zalatath than Gahoon. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's that one. Yeah, you get. Yeah, yeah. You got Yagsaran. You got Nazoth. You got uh, Cthun, and then Yasiraj. If you include Zalatath and not Gahoon, because Gahoon is just pfft, it's dumb. Um, I think you like the raid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of liked playing, you know, catch with the with the ball. Of the last that was fight. pretty that cool. Kind of cool. Yeah. I like I like that mechanic, but I don't know. As an alliance <laughs> player, I didn't feel very invested in the raid. I'm just gonna let you know, BFA, do better next time. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, if you replace the Gahoon with Zalatath, I'd be much more on board with this uh, theory. Yeah. Because we still don't really know what Zalatath is. Yeah, that's true. I mean, this is the She's sassy. Like the whole, I know that like, much. She's, yeah, she's got is some Zalatath sass. A, is Zalatath an old god that was imprisoned in the Blade of the Black Empire? Maybe. Is that why, is that why Rathion thought it was a good idea to use Zalatath, you know, the empty blade to stab Nazoth? Maybe, maybe. So, yeah, that's that. The only reason I'd, I'd be down with this is, like I said, no, no, Gahoon totally, totally is out. Yep. All right. Uh, next. I got, next number ten. The Lord of Ravens will turn the key. Oh, you think the obvious choice is Medivh? That's that's oh, what I always thought. <laughs> I'm like, you go when, when I first, I'll, I'll tell you the obvious choice. So, okay. Hold on here. Okay. <laughs> so when, when I first, <laughs> when I first heard this whisper, I thought the obvious choice was Medivh because he's the Lord of the Ravens and we had echoes of him in Legion. So he's not necessarily out of the picture yet. Some thought that maybe old gods are still corrupting with, you know, old gods corrupting Sargeras could impact Medivh. I don't, I don't think so. And so for a while, I did think the obvious choice was Medivh. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized Kagar is the one who transforms into a raven. He is the one who found out about the pillars of creation. 
guide us all along, blah, 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 blah. So I kind of started leaning more towards that one. But Jen's shaking his head. So let's see what Jen thinks about this next one, because some people think it's, it's your next one. Yeah, so some people <laughs> think it's Odin. And as we saw, like as, you know, Javi over in Stormheim, he had a couple of ravens under his control. Odin does Odin things. Talk to me about your Odin theory, dear Jen. Basically, the main reason why you go with Odin as the prime candidate here is because you got to obviously go, you got to bust out of WoW mythology and go into Norse mythology. Odin, spelled with an I instead of a Y right. from Norse mythology, was the Lord of Ravens. True. So this is where you go, okay, and they're making a, a lot of big deals about um, Wizala from the other side. Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about and in the next episode. Odin, they, they were talking about that. So, yes, I very much think Odin is going to come back into play. Yeah, I agree. Very soon, because... Bonsamdi and Wazala were even chatting that up and all our all us lore enthusiasts. That's the reason why your healer or your tank stopped suddenly and just wasn't moving. Okay. Because they were listening to the to the chatter between the two because they were like, wait, it's, what? It's, it, it's it's true. I had a hard time continuing to heal when I when I yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. So <laughs> I very much think this is this is actually Odin. He is the he's the Lord of Ravens. It's, it's with the whole Javi thing and, and Stormheim and yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I like Cadgar and Medivh. Those are those are it's like those I said, are false flags. Like, those are those are just distractions in my opinion. They're like, look over here. It's still that. It could be. Was was a good Odin. that it could be. Like I said, like I, my, my first thought was like I you know was Medivh was the duh choice. And the more I thought about, it, the more I was really convinced it's Kagar because of all the pillars of creation stuff. And I'm not necessarily unconvinced of that yet, but I am opening my mind a bit to the fact that it could be Odin. Right, well, I'm going to go ahead and just lay my bias out here and say, Hey, I'm a warrior. I played a warrior <laughs> in Legion. Odin, you know, I drank the Kool-Aid. I'm down with him. I think he's cool. Whatever went down between him and Helia. Hey, it's like, eh, it's water under the bridge. <laughs> Or the soul bridge, you know, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Souls under the bridge. You, you get it. Yes. <laughs> I did some, some questing down there last night. Yeah. So, yeah. Do I think it's going to be Odin? Absolutely. I, I 100% think it's going to be Odin. And What what I mean, key is he turning, though? What's what's he doing with this key here? What is the result so, of I the mean, turning you, of a key? Honestly, if I... And, this is this is what's weird. Some of these whispers feels like they're kind of like rooting for the jailer. That's what it feels like. It feels yeah. like some of these are like, go jailer, go. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, maybe the Lord of Ravens is going to turn the key because jailer came through and, and Odin's going to be like, well, well, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So let's let some void take him out. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's very weird. I just feel like there is some connection there. And I don't know, it just seems like Death and the Void are kind of buddy-buddy at the moment. They're kind of like, they teamed up, they're tag-teaming, they're going after Light, and they're going after uh, the Life, and then the Felon Arcane. They're just kind of like, we're important too, and they're like, not anymore. Leave us alone. That was Legion. <laughs> yes. All right, well, that, that's my opinion, and again, I'm a warrior. Like, I hung out with Odin for an entire expansion, so that's why. Yeah. I mean, you're partial to Zalataz, so I mean, come on, don't blame me. No, I, I get it. I totally get it. Zalataz is cool. I just never, I didn't hear the whispers in game. I'll put it that way. I keep, I, I keep, I don't think I'm transmogging to it now. 
But I keep hoping for a new whispers and challenge just to sneak in there and be like, what? <laughs> it might, it <laughs> might happen. I'm hoping for it. Um, so for the record, before you play the next one, our next se- seven are from BFA. Oh, this is where we get into the BFA. And then our last one is from Legion because I realized afterwards that I skipped that one. And instead of making my wow. life hard with renumbering everything, I just kind of slipped it in the end. <laughs> They're all cryptic. Yep. It's fine. Good. All right. So let's get into some Legion stuff. Before the last shadow falls, the father of sleep shall savor his feast. And when I said Legion, I meant BFA. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I'm really excited about this because I've never actually taken the chance to really dive into the BFA ones. So this is exciting. So I had to do extra research on these because I really haven't had time to speculate on them yet. But Muzala is a father asleep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So in one of the Traveler books, it says that if we lose the battle to Muzala, M- Muzala he will feast on all, all right. of Azeroth. Okay. So uh, all right. Before <laughs> the last <laughs> shadow falls. Sh- okay. 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 <laughs> The father of sleep shall savor his feast. Okay, so if it's like, you know, we're pinpointing on Wizala, Bonsomni kind of got, he's he the boss now. He's like, look at me. Right, right. Look at me. Just like, you know how I'm the Primus? <laughs> you know, Bonsomni's the boss now. Yes, that, so that is got, true. He got, he got no one to be upset about him for losing Vulgen's soul anymore. So, yeah. Um, yeah, this one is, oh my goodness. Before the shadow, last shadow falls, the father sleep shall savor his feast. Okay. That's that. Okay. If we know who the father sleep is, when is the last shadow? Like, what is the last shadow falling? And what is this feast that, uh, that Mozala is savoring? Wow. I got no freaking clue. I really don't. Like, I think this is one of those that we're not going to know for another expansion or two. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. Th- I mean, th- I'll just, I'll just, I'll just put it there. Us lore enthusiasts always feel a little slighted, just a little bit, whenever something super major is like, and hey, it's five-man dungeon, moving on. I mean, Ali, maybe not, because Dungeon Fables and all that. It's but- my life. <laughs> <laughs> but normally we're expecting something like this to be like, it's a raid, you know? Yeah, like we're, yeah. You know, we spend a lot of time there, and Ali does raids too, so she's cool with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... But you, you understand where it's like, and you got a five-man dungeon that no one paid attention to. Yeah. Like, like the, that one healer that caused the wipe <laughs> because. <laughs> hey, I saved at the end. Divine him for the win. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like the fact that Juan Somdi and Muzala like dropped so many things in a dungeon. It was just mind-blowing. And I'm like, what? Like, I want yeah, to focus we on this. There. Like, screw my people. Like, I want to focus on this. They can all die for all I care. Like, what is going on right now? That wasn't fair. I'm just saying that episode is going to be beautiful. Oh That's going to be like an hour and a half episode in one dungeon. Because it's just going to be much. Alec going, ah! <laughs> Pretty much. And having way too much fun playing all the voice lines. And there's a lot in that one. There is. Lots <laughs> of Including a little lines. bit of Bonsamdi being a little bit of a player. <laughs> <laughs> Bonsamdi. Hey, heroes. Sorry <laughs> about that. Don't you worry about that. It's fine. I it's love Juan Somni. His voice actor is phenomenal. So good. Uh, oh, I love these voice actors. Anyways, um, back to the whisper. There's some that are wondering if it involves 
And I love that because it's known as the sleeping the sleeping city. I but I don't. I don't. No, I don't. This, think is, so. this is Mozala, and he's up to some. He's up to some shenanigans. All right. Well, we're up to we up to twelve now, right? Yeah. Twelve. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yes, please play. Before it. we play this one, <laughs> this is the one that made Jen go. What? Yeah. <laughs> Before we started doing this episode, so enjoy, everybody. Just hey, especially if you're an alliance player, horde, you might go. What? Okay, if you're an alliance player, be prepared for mind blown. Here we go. The golden one. Claims a vacant throne. The crown of light will bring only darkness. Hey, 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 guess what? Guess guess who's sitting on the throne of Stormwind now that Anduin is in, you know, the Maw? It's Duralian. He's a little golden too, if you haven't noticed. Uh-huh. He's not just a silver fox. He is pretty glowy. He is very glowy and he like the crown of light could very well be a thing. And guess what? His lady is Illyria. Oh, boy. Being all voidy and shadowy and stuff. And we already have some proof from uh, Shadows Rising of him just going, you do you, Illyria. It'd be fine. (laughs) (laughs) You can torture people viciously with your shadow. It's it's fine. It's fine. I'm just going to sit back here. You do your thing, baby. It's all for the greater good. I've read The Prince by Machiavelli. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there, there's a couple other theories. And we'll talk about that in a second. But this one to me screamed Turalyon. Turalyon. Yeah. Um, this one was very much a like bram, bram, bram. It was very, it was very much Turalyon. Now, like when I when I first heard this, I was like, I don't know, is this is this, is this Anduin? Like, he's golden. That's one of the thoughts. Yeah. He's, I mean, I didn't know. I had no clue what was going on. But now that we're in, you know, Shadowlands proper and the Golden One has claimed Anduin's throne, he really claimed it. It was more of like, hey, um, you know, pop a squat there, buddy. <laughs> no one else is feeling it. Gen's kind of mopey because he was a bad dog. Someone hit him with a newspaper. Uh <laughs> He didn't have time to react. Calm down. I mean, it's just, it, I think that was most of the community giving him a hard time. Like, <laughs> I, I'll be honest. Like, if I was in that situation, like, I'd be like, oh, oh, somebody. <laughs> right there with him. Like, I don't, I don't blame Gen for not stopping him. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. This is totally Turalyon. And yeah. hey, Alliance, get ready for some darkness. This <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll skip one, to point two, maybe. Right. Darkness. All right. Like so, I'll, I'll I'll skip to my next one. Um, for the, the C there. Um, one of the possibilities, Anduin, who claimed the throne after Varian died. You know, with all of his golden armor. Um, alliances and you know unrest is brewing, which could mean darkness. Plus, Anduin with whatever is going on in, you know, Torgas with the jailer and stuff could also be darkness but at the same time he's not really on the throne right now because he's there so i mean maybe i i mean anduin was my first thought like that's right so i mean the gold one claims to make a throne you know daddy died it was it donkey died daddy cried inky binky bonky is something like that. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about the little rhyme that you say <laughs> Inky binky bonky, daddy had a donkey, donkey died, daddy cried, inky binky bonk. It's kind of like, oh my uh, god, like, 
Uh, my care. brain just like flashed backwards to like elementary school or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. What is happening right now? You know, it's like uh, <laughs> eeny, meeny, miny, mo, catch a duck and buy his toe, right? It's that kind of stuff. This is what happens when you put rum into gin, just for the record. Just saying, my <laughs> mind goes to beautiful places and just join me, everybody. Well, Come that's a. Uh, I haven't even thought about like eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Like that's that's a given. But the other one, like you can be like that was like eons ago. <laughs> Eons. Eons. What? Eons. Well, anyways. <laughs> Rum's good. <laughs> Rum is good. So the other theory is potentially Caliamenethil, who is, I mean, so she's light touched undead. Lillian Voss did ask her to lead the Forsaking, though Calia doesn't really want to. Nazoth says that the light has struck a bargain with the enemy of all. Now, the enemy of all is kind of death, as death impacts all eventually, for the most part. So that does potentially add up. I don't I don't know. The light has struck a bargain with the enemy of all. Mm. This is fun. which also goes back to the whole. So light has struck an enemy, a bargain with the enemy of all. Jailer seems to be really interested in Anduin once he used the light. So I, th- I think that connection is right there. I don't think it's necessarily referring to Kalia and her light touched undeadness, but I mean, yeah. it could be both, I guess. <laughs> so, by the way, I didn't. Act, so just for a fun thought, you know, process, I didn't actually put much stock into these Ogonoth whispers until Ashara was like, hey. <laughs> and I was like, oh, crap, I got to pay attention to these things. <laughs> now I'm having some fun with this stuff. So, oh, crap. No, I'm, I'm still sold on Terralian, but that Kalia. I'm one. thinking Terralian, <sighs> but maybe, maybe Kalia. Like if it ends up being Kalia, I wouldn't be too surprised. But I think something's going to happen with Terralian and Illyria, especially considering something else that happens in a little bit here. And um, <laughs> yeah. I guess my only thing is I just don't see anybody with a crown on at the moment, but I don't know. Maybe it's a metaphorical crown. Could be the metaphorical. I mean, like, Tarlian standing in as the leader while Anduin is AFK. So. (laughs) BRB, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully. I don't know. He may not get out of Shadowlands. BRB. Bio. (laughs) (laughs) Very long bio. Uh this guy ever coming back? Jeez, he's got a country to leave. Good God. All right, should I hit this 13 button? Do it. Do it. When their mistress beckons, nine ravens take flight. Each seeks a prize to earn her favor. Oh, boy. Yeah, so we have Sylvanas with the nine Valkyr who abandoned the Lich King and made a pact with her on the edge of night. However, their true mistress could be Helia. And we know she's still kicking it in the Shadowlands, so that could also be her. So I had a thought when I when I listened to this one. Yeah. Uh, Do we ever count how many uh, Mossworn there were that went and captured the, the folk? I didn't, I don't know, were there... I don't know if it added up to nine. I don't think it added up to nine. I don't know. They, like this is this is weird. They didn't show. They didn't really show. Like they didn't show the ones that went up to Tronda because she obviously won that fight. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, we didn't really see all of them. So I don't think that's a thing. 
I don't yet. know. Like that's, that's where my mind immediately went, where it's like, hey, when her mistress beckons, you know, nine ravens take flight. I was like, hey, maybe it's nine moth swarm. Could be. Each seek a prize to earn her favor. You know what I mean? Because, hey, they wouldn't yeah. captured the leaders of the the good guys. <laughs> be it Thrall, Bane, you know, you get the idea. And that's where I was like, hmm, I wonder, I wonder if that's something to do with that. But, you know, it could be definitely the nine, you know, uh, Valkyrie that were originally saying, don't do it, Zavonis. You should totally be alive. Seriously, life is worth it. Because you don't want to hang out with Arthas forever, do you? Thanks to Uther. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, this is super weird. Like, I, I, I don't know. Obviously, I wasn't counting Mosshorn or anything, but could be. But it could definitely be like, you know, each seek a prize to earn her favor. It absolutely could be Helia, too, because Helia was the original back here. Thanks, Odin. Bringing that one back. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. I mean, the more I think about this one, the more I'm thinking, hell yeah. Because I feel like they would want to earn her favor more than Sylvanas at this point. But I could be wrong. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to if we're bringing Ravens back into this conversation, I'm, I, I may actually be start thinking a, a hell yeah thing because hell yeah is the most, you know, direct line. Like, you know, it's like the six separations of bacon or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's zero separation from Helia to to Odin. Like they were buddy buddies, right. right? Helia was the one who created the Hall of Valor. He's also the one that said, "Sorry, buddy, you're stuck up there." <laughs> Helia did some stuff, so yeah, I, I kinda, yeah, I think I think it could definitely be Helia too. That's a good, that's a good one. I like that's this. a good one. That's See, cool. I didn't read these notes before we, we jumped in here. I was just going off just listening to them. And I was like, ah, that's such and such. Blah, 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 blah. So, <laughs> there you go. You got my deep cut of, oh, no, is it the moss horn? They look raveny. <laughs> they look <be>. raveny. <laughs> the raven esque. <laughs> okay. They got black right. wings. I'm just yes. saying. Yes, they do. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. I'm very observant, guys. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> All right, go play 14. Okay. The vassal of life disguises treachery. Beware the eyes of green. God, this one so threw me. So this one. Oh, boy. There is a potential that it could be Illyria. I think in game, her eyes might be blue right now. I can't remember. <laughs> but in the Tides of Darkness book, it is green. Like it gets described as like emerald green. Like the, like there was time put into describing them as bright emerald green, like very specifically. <laughs> and Torellian could be seen as a vassal of life who would disguise his lady's treachery, maybe. Easy enough since the golden one claims a vacant throne and the crown of light brings darkness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Could be, could be, could be. Another possibility is the green dragonflight who did experience the corruption of death and, sorry, the corruption and death of Ysera. And I don't know if you ever experienced it, but there's that cave at the end of Emerald Nightmare that her spirit went into and yeah. it did have a small remnant of the void. Now, if you were a shadow priest of Zalatath like me, you get a text whisper that says, Almost completely gone, as if it never existed. 
but the rift is deep and vast, and somewhere down there it stirs. Something has changed. The last prison weakens, which is probably Nazoth. We must prepare. And we see it later on in, in Legion that the Emerald Dream was corrupted once again during a Heart of Azeroth is Essence questline. So this could be a potential warning about the green dragonflight being prone to corruption. Maybe. Okay. The Vassal of Life disguises treachery. So, I mean, if I'm going to go down this path. Do it. I would probably see the Vassal of Life to me is Alex Straza. That is the Vassal of Life. She's the life binder. And she is disguising treachery okay. because yes, Sarah is her sister. Maybe there's some treachery that maybe something happened. I don't know. So, Alex Straza. Okay. The yeah. life binder. The it Vassal could be. of Life. This guy's treachery. Beware the eyes of green. And and so beware the eyes of green. What stood out to me where it was like, like really standing out to me is the fact that at the, you know, when you're doing the questing with the night fay in the early quest lines, the eyes of green suddenly turn blue when Yasera is raised. And that's, it was very like, Look at that. <laughs> right? so it was. It yes, was almost like, hey, Ysera can be trusted now almost. You know what I mean? If this is yeah. where the eyes of green, Ysera is been, you know, like this is, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. The vassal of life disguises treasury. It, so many places that this goes. But what, what treachery would Alex Straza disguise? I got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is like when, you, when someone says the vassal life disguises treachery. Alex Straza, it feels, and I don't know what that treachery could be. I have, I have no idea right now. But I, I feel like we're going to learn more. Obviously, we should. But yes. I, I beware the eyes of green. Oh my gosh. Hey, maybe the maybe 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 this is Ilaria and um, Terralian. That feels very. On possibility, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, I like this one. This was fun. It's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, you don't need to get into spoiler territory, but I do know that uh, in the in the Nightfight quest line, you do go talk to Alex Straza, don't you? Yes, you do. Okay. There's no. Hey, we totally covered up some treachery, did we? <laughs> no, no. Not no. that I remember. No, no, I didn't think so. I mean, I don't have the best memory, but I don't remember anything raising a red flag with that moment. Okay. All right. Well, just checking. Just checking. You know, we're going to know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Shut up, Jane. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Should we, should we move on? Uh, I'm just going to keep talking in circles if we don't, so we probably should. Okay. Okay. All right. Fifteen. Five lanterns now darken. The flame they seek will light the master's way. Crap, dude. <laughs> All right, so this could be referring again. I know, I know. So this could be the pillars of creation again. Five keys to open our way, five torches light our path like we talked about earlier. It could be the five dragonflights who gave of their powers to defeat Deathwing. I can see them, you know, seeking to regain their power at some point, a.k.a. the flame they seek. That could, 
you know, to get their power back. It could be, you know, the flame they seek. Um, maybe. Another one could be the five lanterns, could be the five titan facilities, facilities. We powered the forge of origination so it could fire a beam at Nazoth. So it could be that. Um, it could, it could be so many things. Sorry, I had to scroll back up to number nine because I was like, Whoops. of course, <laughs> of course they use different language. Because my <laughs> mind went to five keys to open our way, five torches to light our path. No, nope. they used lanterns have now darkened. So now we're well, talking about torches, lanterns, you know, meh, but they're darkened either way. Yeah, those are different. I'm just saying it's different language. If it had said five torches now darkened, I'd have been like, oh, what's been darkened? Oh, they totally relate. Now I'm just like, ah, crap, something else. <laughs> so originally I was like, pillars of creation. But now like the, so this says five lanterns and it says the flame they seek. Who's they? Which makes me think it's not the pillars of creation and that maybe, maybe, maybe it's the dragon flights. Uh, it could be the dragon flight, but I don't know about that. Five lanterns, the flame. Just that line of the flames they seek is what's getting me right here. Whatever, whatever the lanterns are, whatever the five. Of the five are the flame they seek, that is what's going to light the master's way. Now, and it, and I think that's my big issue with a lot of these lines is when they say the master, are they always talking about the same entity? Is it the same person? Is Ilganoth always referring to the master as the same thing? Like, because a lot of these, I'm like, oh, it's the master, did it, did it, right? I, could it be like? Like currently in Shadowlands, I'm like, oh, is it the jailer? Right. But why would Ilganoth be calling the jailer the master? Exactly. Time? Which is why I've like hesitate about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You broke my brain, Allie. You broke my brain. That's. Yes. <laughs> Feels good. <laughs> oh, I just look at number C. Number C. <laughs> yep. Bro is good. You broke it. You broke it. <laughs> Yeah, so letter C, Allie here has in the notes, is five lanterns could be the five Titan facilities. What? <laughs> that was one of the theories for this one when I was searching it. Oh, it's beautiful. I like this one. Uh, we powered the Forge of Origination so it could fire a beam in the Zoth. It's beautiful. I like that. Oh and then there gosh. was one, what was it? Um, Aldor. They were like, nope, we're not talking to you. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like that that's a bit of loose side right there, in my opinion. This is beautiful. This is fun, guys. This is why we can do podcasts <laughs> about this stuff. This is fun. <laughs> All right. Five lanterns have now darkened. I don't know what because I'm trying to also put myself in like what was happening immediately at the BFA during the Nile of the raid. Because I know this is when you know Ilganoth was saying this, so it's like what was happening right now that had darkened. And I think the closest thing may be the Titan facilities because that's where we were, you know, we were doing our legendary cloak, you know, dinking around right. with friggin' uh, Rathion. He's like, oh, I've got to do the origination. Go over here, Old War. Blah, 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 blah. Ah, <laughs> could be. Maybe. But as we know with these whispers, sometimes they talk about things that, you know, have already happened. Sometimes they talk about things that happened in the past. But it also says Five Lanterns now darkened. 
So I don't think it's talking about future things. I think it's talking about something that happened in BFA or before. Yeah. I mean, and whenever it says the flame they seek will light the mash's way, I mean, I always go back to everyone wants Azeroth, right? Is that the flame they're seeking? Because you could even go like the the five seats, the five cosmic forces that are opposing the void, you know? It's like, hey, right. they don't want Azeroth. Could be. That could be. You know, the flame they seek. But have they darkened, though? The five lanterns? I mean, no. <laughs> That's why I didn't bring it up until now. <laughs> That's why I was like, the five landers have now darkened. Eh, they haven't darkened. Yeah, especially the light. It's still on. Oh, it's, very, it's still on. This is very bright. <laughs> yes, it is. I got nothing else on this one. My brain is, is has thrown them in the white flag. Yeah, some of these will be like a follow-up episode down the road or something. Yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> this is this one. That one hurt. Right. And this next one, I've n- I don't have much idea about. All right. Well, we're going to figure this one out as we as we do our best. Okay. Uh, 16. Here it is. The blind queen wields a scepter of bone. From the deep, she calls forth doom. Not so sure about this one. <laughs> like Taronda with her darkened eyes could be the blind queen or maybe blinded by her thirst for vengeance. And from the deep, she calls forth doom. Like she's down there and, you know, the maw doing her thing. Um, may- Maybe who else would be the blind queen? And who I does she wield a scepter of bone? Do not know at this point. So like my initial thought when it says the blind queen wields the scepter of bone, the scepter of bone for me is like, and Necrolords, we got scepter right, of bone that's all over what the place. I was thinking, but like blind queen? Blind right. queen. Yeah, I don't think we have any blinded queens. Like I can't think of anyone, even though some of the Margraves, none of them seem to be blinded. Like, no. The, and then from the deep, she calls forth doom. Like, I got no one. I don't know of anyone that's been blinded. No been, idea. The only blind person, entity, thing, is Illidan and all his demon hunter ilk. Right. Like, Helia's not blind now, is she? No. No, Helia's not I didn't think so. Blinded. Like, I don't know. Like, that's why, like, I couldn't find too many theories on this. The only one I could <laughs> find was this one about Taronda with her darkened eyes considering being blind or blinded by her source of vengeance. But, like, the scepter of bone throws me off. Like, I don't. I don't now, know if it's Tronda. Now I'm picturing maybe when Thrall threw his axe, Helia's now blind. <laughs> maybe. Maybe I'll only one in one eye though. So I don't know. Seem to hit it's her. Kind of awesome chin. eye patch though. Yeah. Yar. <laughs> <laughs> Give her a pirate hat. It's yeah, good times. You can join it. Seriously, the blind queen wields a scepter of bone from the deep. She calls forth doom. From the I don't deep. know. Holy. I don't Crap, like, I don't know. Is Queen of Shara blind now? I don't, I don't think so. Lady Vaj, she's not blind. She's all got a bony tail. Like, I don't know what's going on with this. Like, one. I'm trying to think of physically blind and then, like, metaphorically blind. But I'm just, nothing's coming to mind. Like, this is one of those I don't think we're going to know the answer to until Later. the end of Shadowlands, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, this was, this was tough, everybody. This is tough. Yeah. Ooh, this is a toughie. Hmm. Walt Disney. <laughs> <laughs> what? You <laughs> get that joke? Well, it's a trophy, right? It's from a goofy movie when Max and a goofy oh. play in uh, 20 Questions. <laughs> <laughs> Walt I Disney. I watched that in so long. 
Oh, really? I watch that one like all the time. It's like my best Disney movie ever. Nice. It's fantastic. All right. You want to go to number 17? Yes. Yes, I do. Oh, my goodness. Let's see if we can figure anything out with this one. The cunning ones kneel before six masters, but serve only one. This is Dreadlords. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cunning ones. That makes sense. I mean, we we talked about this one when we went busted down the um, friggin' the uh, enemy infiltration preface. Preface, right? And we talked about how the in the Zoth whisper it says six eats at the high table, six mouths of hunger, one will consume all others. Yeah, that's so it makes sense that it would be six or, you know, the cutting ones knew before six masters. Mm-hmm. So only one. I think the cutting ones are dreadlords, most likely. Oh, yeah. The Nathrazine. That's um, there's one theory that says it could be the six remaining members of the Pantheon, but that makes no sense. No, no, no. I'm going with the six cosmic forces. This is for Adam's, the masters. Yeah. They, yeah, I think so. The cunning ones kneel before six masters. You know, we got, you know, some of the dreadlords still, you know, hanging out with Daddy D. Then we got, you know, Lothraxian. Oh, yes, is MIA. We, yeah, we got Lothraxian with the, the light. We got, yeah. you know, Malganus and Veramothris and, and all the others, you know, all the dreadlords hanging out with the fell. There's apparently a female dreadlord going after someone in the, the realm of life. Right, so we I want to know about that one so badly. Yeah, we kind of you know, <laughs> dabbled in that one a little bit. The void, we don't like. We've never run across a void dreadlord, and but the void kind of. They said that the, maybe that they would see them coming because they see all possibilities. They would, yeah. And then arcane. I don't remember what they said about arcane. I, I literally that one. That one just seemed like eh, it's arcane. <laughs> Who cares. <laughs> order yeah that one didn't seem too much of a biggie right i don't think i could pull up uh, pull it up but i don't i don't i don't remember it being too big nah i don't think it was that big not a big deal yeah Yeah, so i think this one is straight up hey guys now that we know that this is something to deal with the dreadlords hey it's dreadlords yeah and i never thought the dreadlords were gonna be that big of a deal because seriously i remember playing warcraft 3 and i was like they're just big demons of the wings Right. Yeah. Man. Crazy, right? There's so much more. Yeah. That's kind of crazy if you think about it. Well, kind of. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, gosh. This is, this is fun, right? It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. I've been, I've been looking forward to this. So we got one left. This mm-hmm. is one that actually was from Legion, and I kind of missed it the first go around because there's so many whispers. It's 18. So number 18. Let's go. It's surface blazes bright, masking shadows below. So, do you want to give your thoughts before I share no. my things no, that I found? No, no, you go. No, no, no. Okay. Let me think so, we'll go, th- we'll go through the two simple ones first. There are some theories that this points to Zara, that prime Naru that was creepily trying to force itself on Illidan. And then was like, no, I have my scars and run. Yeah, maybe. Right. Because we, we've, we've been kind of learning that the, the Naru may not be that great. And we also know that they have the ability to turn into, you know, the dark Naru and all that. So maybe. Okay. 
Okay. Um, there's another possibility of it being maybe Terrellian, who is disguising Illyria, maybe? See, and I've, when they, when this specifically says, its surface blazes bright. Yeah, it's its, so. I feel like that's much more of like an object, an entity, a place, something. Because if it was somebody, I feel like they would have said their surface blazes bright. I agree. I agree. That that just feels far more, you know, like, hey, this is this is this is a, a an entity, a being, a, a someone. Yeah. But when it says its surface blazes bright, like like I'm like, hey, it's the sun. The sun totally blazes bright. Right. This is a possibility. I mean, we Naru, we tend to call it because we don't know their gender or anything, so yeah, I don't think like it could be a singular Naru they're talking fine. about. Yeah. Right, right. But here's here's this other thing that came up when I was doing a little bit of digging here. There was a scenario in Silverune City that involved Lady Deliadrin, first Ar- Arcanist, Thalrissara, Lorthramar, and then good old, you know, Larry Windrunner, who's starting to show up in these whispers a little more. Um, Illyria's visit was a little unexpected, but she went to Silvermoon on behalf of the Boy King Anduin. This is when Lorthramar was like, oh, Boy King, <laughs> do you serve him or do you serve us? Um, they basically call her out for her dealings with the Shadow. And, you know, they to talk a bit. Illyria asked to see the Sunwell before she leaves, since it's been a thousand years since she's seen it. Eh. But when she does go to the sun, she says a thousand years. I know. She right. says it's a thousand years in her time frame, but everyone else is yeah. like 25. Right. Dude. Like, so for here, I mean, she <laughs> it makes sense. But so <laughs> when she does go to see it, though, she kind of goes like I went and watched a, like a video. Someone posted of it. Like she goes and walks to the edge of the sunwell. Right. And when she does, there's like this void explosion, it, like knocks her back and everything. And then supposedly it's due to her presence. And then Void starts swirling around the outside, you know, edges of the room. And there's some Voidlings that pop up and a Void Rift starts opening, like, on top of the Sunwell. So that more can, you know, enter in, including some bigger nether something, prince something dude that comes out. And so everyone there, like, the, the champion, you know, like, fights him off. And then everyone there works to close the rift. And then Illyria gets blamed and banished. So this whisper could very well be referring to the Sunwell and whatever voidy things may be happening there underneath the surface. And I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, um, I I like this theory. The reason why is because just, hey, go run the Sunwell raid and this will make a lot more sense if you haven't actually yep. paid attention. Because if I recall, what happened was is one of the bosses is Muru. The, yep. the the Naru that, you know, yes, in, in the grand scheme of things, what happened is Kael'thas attacks sun, the Tempest Keep, sent Numuru back to some of the, the Silvermoon City. Silver, and that's where the Blood Knights came from. You know, they were draining the power from Muru. And then, you know, Muru became a, a void. It went to the, the Naru's void yep. form. Okay? Yep, yep. You know, Velen shows up. You know, bimbity bobbity, boop. You know, Naru back to the, <laughs> back to the light. No more void. So this is and this is what, um, Velen used. Muru basically sacrificed themselves to recharge the Sunwell. So there's, it's not just an arcane font where you know, uh, freaking Kelthas's grandpappy poured a uh, vial of the, 
the well of eternity on some ley lines. It's not that just anymore. It's actually a purified Naru channeling the sun well now. So, and the reason why it went crazy voidy when Illyria showed up is because Illyria's basically got the essence of a void Naru in her. Yeah. So it's like, hey, it's like opposites. It's, hey, just the poles of a magnet just try and smack them together when they're like north and north, right? And they're just like, no, no, no. <laughs> That's kind of what happened because she she was knocked back and then dazed for a second. She had like this swirly thing above her head. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, it's for me, it's basically like she has the essence of a Naru in its void cycle kind of in her. That's how she became the first void elf and a purified Naru that was in their void cycle back into its light cycle. Thank, thank you, Velen, for that. I appreciate that. Uh, that's what <laughs> purified the Sunwell. So this, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, yeah, Sunwell, because Sunwell. that be. makes the most sense because, you know, when you're referring to the Sunwell, you could, yeah, it, it's, it is the Sunwell. It's the Sunwell. So its surface blazes bright, masking shadows below because what's powering the Sunwell now is a, is a Naru that was once in its void state. So, yeah. Fun times. Well, if, if they bothered to make so say it's a Sunwell, which I'm starting to think it is. If they bother to make a whisper about it, that tells me we're not done with the Sunwell. Like something's gonna happen down and the road. Vina Teague's sister is coming back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I, um, hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Vina and Vina Teague too. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> Hearing you cover that story was hilarious, by the way. <laughs> that, was a, that, that story made next to no sense, and that is fine. I agree. Yeah. You, you handled it well. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, no, I very much agree. Like, what I, I don't think they're done with the Sunwell because the Sunwell played a very important role in the entire Burning Crusade expansion. Um, you know. And that's kind of the last time we touched it. And then suddenly they started bringing it back up. Like with the, a good one to point out in BFA was the, um, they were really trying to bring it back into, you know, the forefront with the blood elf heritage armor. Like you got to go and play. Oh, through. I still haven't done that yet. I haven't either. I just watched a YouTube video. of it. <laughs> <laughs> so basically they went, they, you go and play through the entire, like the, you know, the Sunwell being corrupted and, you know, Arthur's attacking. And it's, it's, it's almost like, you know, like the Remembrance Day is what you go through. Right. And, right. you know, first you're hanging out with Lothramar, who was kind of on the front lines. And then you go hang out with Lady Leadrin, who was kind of on the, in the back lines, witnessing the, the Sunwell being destroyed, kind of. So, right. Yeah. That is, I, I, and I, interesting. The fact that they're trying to like, hey guys, the sun well is a thing. It makes sense that um, there may be some shadowy stuff lurking below. Since yes, there's like mean, Muru was a raid boss in its void form, yeah. like nine minutes before they used it to charge the sun well, or like three minutes if you're doing it at level sixty and you're just blazing through there real fast. <laughs> Basically, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know why you would do the Sunwell raid anymore. I don't think there's any mounts in there. <laughs> there's there's pets. Yeah, there's pets and yeah. transmogs. Oh yeah, yeah, it's fun to just see kill Jaden crawl out of the Sunwell though. I enjoyed that. That too. The animation was pretty cool. Make him like <laughs> slunk back in after. 
Yeah, that was actually one of the best animations I think they ever pulled off in a, for <laughs> a long time. I was just like, this is beautiful. I like that. It was. It was good. Alrighty. Well, that's that's the end of the whispers. That was a fun episode. I just gotta say, I like that. <laughs> like I said, a bit of a meaty one, but uh, I, th- I think it was worth it. It was very much worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We we should re- revisit these, and we can just start striking them off once we are like, nope, you know what those are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we'll literally just copy these notes and just add to them. It's gonna be it's be fine. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I like this. So let's uh let's finish this up. We have a review. We do. You wanna do you wanna read the review? No, I don't water. see it on my notes. Okay, well then I, I will I don't know why you don't, <laughs> but I'll read it. Um <laughs> so we got a review from Apple Podcast from Iron Grudge, and this was from like Christmas time and due to various email things. We did not see this. So apologies, Iron Crudge, but thank you so much for your review. Uh, He says, this podcast is an amazing look into the stories of lore of Azeroth. The host, Jen and Allie, have a great knowledge and and play well off one another. The show mixes a great combo of deep dive and comedy. Well done to you both. I see it now. I was in view mode instead of edit. I think the title of it was Pure Magic, if I remember right. Yeah, I think Pure so. Magic. So seriously, yeah. Iron Grudge, thank you very much. Very much appreciate that. Thank you. Very and sorry, sorry it took us a little bit to get to it and we we missed it before. But thank you. Thank hey, you. Thank you. You got lost in the holiday shuffle, but we found <laughs> you. Don't worry. Yeah. 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 We did. I promise. Yeah, we did. And we also found a positive story. Well, I didn't. But someone did. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. I love that bumper. <laughs> Me too. So we got an email for our positive story this week. So big, huge shout out to Oxville. Thank you so much for sending this in. It's a video clip from ABC News. Wow. ABC World News tonight. And it's about a boy who protected his sister. Funny tonight, America Strong, the six-year-old who protected his sister, then so many helping him. It was six months ago you first met Bridger Walker right here. Bridger has always looked out for his little sister, Brielle. They were at a friend's house in Cheyenne, Wyoming, when a dog charged at his sister and Bridger protected her. He told his family I stepped to the side in front of my sister so that the dog wouldn't get her. I kept moving so it couldn't get past. They say the dog jumped at them and got Bridger's cheek. He was rushed to the ER, two hour procedure, 90 stitches. He was okay and his little sister, unharmed. So many of you were moved by Bridger's bravery, the little superhero recovering at home in his superhero outfits. Actor Tom Holland, who plays Spider-Man, talking to Bridger, dressed as Spider-Man. You are so brave, and we are all so proud of you. Well, tonight, six months later, this is Bridger now. His scars healing, and his family telling us tonight, we are so grateful for the prayers, support, messages, and well wishes from around the world. Because of the moral and medical support, we've got Bridger's smile back, and that is truly our happy ending. And tonight... Hi, it's me, Bridger. The message that Bridger sent to the doctors and nurses who helped him. And doctors, thank you for getting people healthy and strong again, especially the doctors that helped me. We love Bridger and his sister. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night. Oh, uh, it was such a sweet story. And that poor boy, like if 
I will I will do my best to remember to post this on the Twitter after this episode comes out so you can all see it. But he was busted up. Yeah. Was- Holy cow. That poor little like, oh, like my heart broke when I saw that. It, it was pretty intense. So, yeah, 90 stitches. That's that's more than I've ever heard anybody guess. A lot. Yeah, like his face was like super swollen and oh, it looked it looked so painful. And to be. A six-year-old going through that, like, he just had to be so brave. And it was just, it was just, a, it's a nice story. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah, it's just nice to hear. This makes you feel good. Yeah. yeah. So thank you, Oxville. Appreciate that. Yeah, I very much appreciate that because that story was, yeah, it's just, I like that. I like that kind of stuff. I'm over here, like, trying to, like, not get too misty-eyed over here. Mm. <laughs> I'll be chopping onions around me. It's fine. <laughs> And if anyone else listening wants to send in their positive story to share on the store on the on the story, share your story on the story, <laughs> email it into what is our email? Live laugh lore cast. Yeah. <laughs> At gmail.com. And maybe we'll we'll share it on a future episode. Mm, we totally will if you send it, unless it's yeah. really boring. Yeah. We trust you guys. They're not boring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you want to wrap the show up because it's, we've been going for a while. I should. Now. Yeah. Been going for a while. I broke your brain enough. We're good. Yeah, my brain is now busted. I'm just going to play this music and coast on out of here. I'm done. Just just da- oh. dance your worries away. It's, it's okay. Oh, seriously, Oganoth, you killed me. <laughs> killed me, Oganoth. Thanks for listening to Live, Laugh, Lore. If you have a topic you'd like us to discuss or a question that you're just dying to know the answer to, send us an email at livelaughlorecast at gmail.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jen on Twitter at Jared Cooster, and you can follow Allie at Allie Anders K. Meanwhile, be kind and take care.